This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. On this week's show, we welcome Megan from the From an Autistic Point of View blog to talk about One Autistic Galaxy. Welcome to From a Certain Point of View, and this is episode 125. I am Adam. Oh, there's no Josh this week. Josh isn't feeling well, so he's going to take the week off. However, we wanted to get this episode in anyway because we're uh, inviting a, a very good friend of ours onto the show, uh, Megan from the from an Autistic Point of View blog. Um, she's going to talk to us about her uh, her project this month, which is called One Autistic Galaxy. Uh, so she'll be on in just a few minutes to talk about that. We're actually going to change it up this week a little bit. You know, uh, in case you haven't noticed, I'm usually the color commentary guy if we're talking about baseball references like we did a few weeks ago. Josh would be the um, more of the play-by-play guy, and he usually does the news. And uh, since that's not my wheelhouse, we're just going to skip news this week. And uh, we're going to just actually jump in straight to our interview with Megan. Uh, so I am excited to get to this. Let's jump in. Well, it is my great honor. I'm very excited to finally welcome Megan to the show. I know we've been talking about getting you on for longer than I want to say because it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, just stuff with our schedules never seem to line up. Yeah, I know, right. At least until now. But hey, this is a great time to get you on. I'm glad that we're finally doing this. Um, So... Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us about your blog, uh, how you started that, how it's going, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, as Adam said, my name is Megan, and I'm the founder of um, From an Autistic Point of View, which is my blog, um, which is um, about life from an autistic point of view. So it's not just like what you've heard and seen on TV and in movies, like, the what I call the intellectual autistic that's like more into the math, the sciences, history, that kind of thing. It's also showing like from the more artistic autistic, which is basically you're more into the music, the writing, the filmmaking, that kind of thing. That's yeah, we talked about that a little bit when we were chatting in DMs, and I think we should probably talk about that a little bit more too because. I mean, to be flat out honest with you, I, I had never made that distinction until I talked to you the other day, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I, to be 100% honest, I didn't either until probably about two, two and a half years ago now, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Is I was that watching, recent? Um, okay. 
yeah, I want to say we were watching this like 2020 special with my mom one night, and but they were talking about we're the more intellectual autistics, and it's like, yes, great, I'm happy for them, but also, what about those like me that are more like average functioning that aren't like hyper intelligent and are more into the arts rather than math and science and that kind of thing, which is what really spurned me to start my blog to show that autistics aren't just one type, aren't just like I keep saying the math and science. They're also like with their neurotypical peers, which is those like without autism we also have like the more artsy, the more like reading, writing, that kind of type. Yeah. It's not just one size fits all, which is also where the spectrum comes in. Right. It's not just where you rank on the spectrum. It's also like your personality and what you're more into. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And, uh, well, first of all, I want to say that I do think that you are hyper intelligent. Because I have read oh, no, blog trust, a lot. If, no, trust me, if you saw my grades at school. <laughs> no, it's it's not just intelligence. Isn't just book smarts or grades or anything like that. It's a lot more than that. And you got it. And you got it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like you said, your blog is just kind of it, it is really at a high level about you know living with your type of autism. Um. So what what type of stuff do you cover on your blog? Uh, basically anything and everything that I feel like come, like that I feel like writing about, uh, whatever topic comes to mind, be it like um, topics I've written about before include like using Star Wars to explain things like mm-hmm. that, to explain autism, um, whatever. Basically, just having trouble thinking of what I wrote about because again, yeah, well, to be I mean, honest, I've stepped away from it for a bit just hey, to like, center myself and figure out what I want to do with it going sure. forward. There's a season so. for everything. I've learned that as as well. And you know, there's times where you just can't stop writing and then there's times where you just need to, you know, step away and regroup and then come back. So Yeah, it's, it's like I want to get back to it, but it's just like I also want to figure out a good way into it, a good like segue back just for myself. Sure, sure. Yeah, it has to be natural, or it's just you're not gonna. It's gonna feel forced, and you're not gonna follow through. That's just the way I am too. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's uh let's pivot here a little bit because uh, a couple months ago you came to uh, me and a few uh, a few others with an idea uh, for uh, what became One Autistic Galaxy. Uh, so how did that get it start? What was your goal there? Um, and, and what have you been doing this month, uh, for that brand new program of yours? Yes. Uh, basically what happened was I was just sitting at work, working late one night and by late, I mean, till like one thirty. So my, my client was asleep. So I had literally, literally nothing else to do. I was February. I knew that April was autism acceptance month. So I was like, I want to do something with that, but what? So then I started coming up with like different ideas. It's like how to promote it. So it's not just, um, like I said before, the intellectual autistic, it's more the artistic autistic and then anything else that anyone wants to include just in general. Right. So from there, it's like, I started trying to come up with a name and I might be a writer, but funny enough, I suck at coming up with names. So that took a good, if you don't remember, like several weeks. 
before I finally settled on one autistic galaxy because yeah. originally I wanted to focus on like the Star Wars side of it, but over time it's just like I like the Star Wars side, but if anything else comes into it, then we'll just see where it goes. And it's a good thing you did that because uh the topic that we came up with kind of mixes a little bit of both in there, uh, you know. Yeah. And I say that tongue in cheek because that line is literally uh, spoken by who one of the people we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, because originally I wanted it to be about more than just me, like I said, but mm-hmm. since this is the first year, I'm fine with starting it like this. And then hopefully next year it can grow bigger and better. We get more people and sure. more points of view. Yeah, and I've seen you so far, and I know I've missed a lot, but I've seen you so far on uh, the Conversations podcast, and I've seen you with the uh, Bombad cat, uh, Bombad podcast. Uh, so you've been busy. What else have you been doing? Yeah, uh, basically just living life and trying to keep up with everything. Because lately, it seemed like life likes to hit me with everything at once. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it doesn't ever go away. I hate to tell you. Yeah, because especially in the mornings, it's like the desire when you wake up and be like, oh, great, I have this whole list of things to do. I don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, you know, like I mentioned, One Autistic Galaxy didn't end up just being Star Wars, and it's a, kind of a good thing because as we were talking, the one character, well, the first character uh, that we really started to hone in on was Peter Quill and you know Peter Quill being Star-Lord uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy which also kind of fit because Galaxy and One Autistic Galaxy yeah. and Star Wars Galaxy you know, you know, it all just kind of worked it was poetic like like George says yeah again I wasn't going for that I know but it you, worked once you brought it up and <laughs> how much it worked I was like I like it hey how about that <laughs> so one of the interesting things about Peter Quill in the Guardians films and the MCU version of the story is, and actually, you know, in the comics as well, is, you know, we start off with, with Peter, you know, kind of trying to find his way in the galaxy. You know, he's he's taken away from his home on Earth at a very young age with his, with his mother uh, being sick and passing away. Uh, you know, and then he, he kind of finds his group uh, in that first movie. But then in the second movie, it, it, his galaxy opens up even more because we learn more about who he really is, where he comes from. He's, you know, um, the son of uh, Ego, uh, an actual, like, what would you call it? Like, God, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, And, you know, Peter really doesn't have any of this information about what his early life was up until that point, you know, he didn't know who he was, what he was capable of doing, uh, didn't know how to navigate his life, um, did the best he could, uh, but up until that point, he really, you know, didn't have all of the information he needed. And when you were talking to me, I thought that was a really great comparison that you drew there because, you know, you had mentioned that you didn't even find out you know about your autism until later in life right yeah well it's like i knew that there was something different about me at a young age because originally i was diagnosed with um adhd which uh, i want to say then got diagnosed as something else and then it was asperger's 
Okay. So it's like I knew there was something different about me. I just didn't know what until later in my life. Right. Because the first time I ever remember really starting to figure myself out was in my freshman year in high school when I was first able to like have my own voice and say like what I needed education wise. Okay. And say, yes, I understand Peter Quill didn't get that. But what I identify with is basically figuring out where do I fit in? It's like, I'm given the information, but what do I do with it? How do I use it and go with it from here and go as a person? Yeah. And and that's that's really very similar to what happened to Peter. You know, he, he finds out who he is and then what does he do with that information? Um, yeah, but, that and like as you were explaining, Peter Quill, you brought up a great point. It's like first he figures out who he is, and then in the second movie, that's where it's like he truly grows as he finds his second group. And I feel like that's what's happening with me because first I found you guys, and then from there we now found uh, the Red Five family, and that's helped me to grow even more as a person. That's awesome. So. And and if I, I don't want to get like too personal, but when did did you? So you mentioned first was the uh, ADHD. So when about was that that you found out about that? I want to say that was like elementary school, like fourth okay. or fifth grade. Okay. So, and then when you officially learned more about the Asperger's part of that, when was that? I want to say was maybe eighth, ninth grade. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So there was a good span of time there that you might not have really been getting what you really needed, huh? Yeah. Well, I was getting treatment. It was just like figuring out like what fit best for me. Because again, right, I was still right. a kid. It's like figuring out how to get like uh, my, I had what were called ticks, uh, which is basically things I couldn't help doing at yeah, the time. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. So it's like figuring out how to manage those and then how to manage my like learning difficulties, what could be done to help me in school to best succeed. And then basically, again, just figuring everything out over time. Because when you start something new, it takes like, let's say, four, six weeks to really give something time to oh, see, yeah. is this working? Right. Working before moving on to the next thing and trying that and same thing. Sure. Yeah. So it sounds like there's probably some frustrations there, to, to say the least. You know. Well, um, no, for me at that point, I was just so much in my little world. I didn't really even care. Okay. All as long as I had my books, I was happy doing my own thing. If okay. I had friends, great. I had fun doing stuff with them. If not, again, I was perfectly happy doing my own thing with my books. That's good. Well, that's good. Um, you you had mentioned education there. Um, do you think that maybe? You know, kind of like, kind of like Peter. So, if Peter had found out that he was a god way earlier in life, I'm sure that things might have been different for him. Did you find that maybe earlier in life you there was something that maybe you wished you had known about or gotten sooner? What I would love to see implemented is like tutors for students like me because I could mm. tell that was exactly what I needed. I just wasn't sure how to voice it and to whom. Because it's okay, like, okay. during school, I tried reaching out. I tried asking for help, but it's like none of the teachers wanted to help me. 
Now this and, and this is when you had known more about your autism at that point, right? Yeah, this was okay. like around my freshman year of high school gotcha. when I was okay. just starting to really come into myself and understand everything. Because gotcha. again, up until then, I was just in my own little world, just doing whatever the heck I could to pass. Mm, yeah, right. So another character that you had mentioned to me was Kaz uh, from. Uh, from Star Wars Resistance. Resistance. Yes. I was going to say Rebels, but I knew it wasn't Rebels. It was one of those R works. No, oh, I miss Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> um, so t- tell me more about Kaz. Why does Kaz ring so true to you? Because he is basically me if I would have been dropped in that situation. Okay. I have no clue what I'm doing. Who do I reach out to for help? Uh, how do I not blow my cover yet still do what I need to do? Gotcha. Is that I still remember watching that show, the first few episodes, going like, "Yep, yep, me, one hundred percent, sadly, me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see that you gave me some episodes to watch, and I can see what you mean by that. Um, because honestly, until we had talked, I, uh, Resistance was not a show that I had watched at all. <laughs> yeah, I mainly watched it because everyone else was watching it. But then, it, while not my favorite Star Wars show, it did grow on me a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely aimed at a younger crowd. Um, I, I have seen a little little bits and pieces of it, but I wouldn't say I actually yeah. just sat down and watched it. But, um, but yeah, definitely aimed at a younger crowd. So probably not really just you know for us in the most part. So, uh, but I can you know kind of see th- that frustration a little bit with Peter too, you know, just kind of thrown into a situation where he doesn't really know how to handle it, what to do. And you kind of see him get frustrated sometimes. Um, yeah. That, and then especially that goofball cheesy side of him. Yep. That's <laughs> me too. Especially it's like throw, you throw on a song I like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm likely to sing and dance right along with it. Cause What's really funny is, especially when I go to my later work shifts, you should see me in the car when I'm not listening to a podcast and I just have my music on. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Nice. <laughs> so, um, One Autistic Galaxy is uh, taking place during Autism Awareness Month, right? Awareness slash acceptance month. Acceptance yes. month. Okay, got it. I, I knew there was. Yeah, because I else. think yeah. it's uh, transitioning more from awareness to acceptance because yes, it's a thing, but also just to accept it because you can't help having it. But my yeah, thing is, sure. yes, yes, transition from one to another, but at the same time, you can't have acceptance without recognition of it. So first awareness and then acceptance. So for me, it should be more like both. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, you can have a bit of both, so to speak, right? Yeah. Appreciation, acceptance, As one of my favorite characters, yeah. Loki, once said, <laughs> a bit of both. <laughs> Granted, he was referring to something else, but I still like that quote. <laughs> right. Um, so, let's, uh, as far as autism... <clears throat> Autism acceptance or, you know, awareness or appreciation. Oh, whatever you want to label it as. Um, you know, when we are, we talked a little bit about, you know, like maybe having free tutors, but what else do you think that you could have really benefited from? What would you have needed uh, that you just didn't get or people didn't know about? 
uh, more time with just to sit with the material because oh, okay. going at the fast pace that normal school does where you're learning a new thing literally every day, I just constantly felt so overloaded to the point where I think I just mentally shut down and I guess I still tried reaching out for help, but if I didn't get it, then mm-hmm. I didn't really care because it's like, I don't understand it anyway. So mm, yeah. And because uh, it's uh, like uh, that, because that's what I wanted to do, but unfortunately, unless I went for a high school certificate instead of a diploma, something something like that would have been impossible. And unfortunately, from what I knew and still know, a high school certificate disqualifies you for applying for college afterwards. So mm-hmm. it's like the whole thing seemed and still does unfair to me, but it's like, what can I do about that? I want to do something, but what? Yeah, gotcha. Uh, and then, did that change at all going from high school into college, uh, where you felt like you had a little bit more time with the material? Is it just something kind of inherent nope. in education? Nope, because if anything, the classes got longer and faster because okay. there were times where it's like I had to take a three-hour class. Uh, yes, it was only once a week, but yeah. still, it's like with all my other classes on top of that because – same thing for college with the program I was going under. You had to be full-time student, and my mind just, it's like I kept up with it the best I could, but because of that, it just took me longer. Sure. Now, were you doing like a f- regular full-time schedule, like a full-time yep. course hour schedule? Because, really? Wow. Yeah, because I didn't know who to reach out to. I either didn't know who to reach out to or... Yeah. I was too nervous of doing the wrong thing to reach out to the right person to help me actually officially get listed in the um, disability program. Mm. Okay. So it's like, I think the entire time while I was in school, I was just listed as like your average student rather than what I should have been like disabilities. I get special accommodations because again, even then I was still struggling to understand and vocalize what I really needed while still being able to qualified to get a college degree gotcha man that was that's rough that that's hard i know for me it's hard yeah because one of the things that i know i should have gotten while in college was an internship somewhere which Mm. could have prepared me a lot better for now but i was just too busy passing classes to even think about that because my Mm. thought at the time was I'm just struggling to pass classes. Who would want to hire someone with grades like me? Yeah. Without having like any like special disability or something listed. Right, right. So it's like, yes, I wish and I wanted to be able to succeed, but I, again, just wasn't given the tools to be able to. Uh, that's, that's a shame. That stinks. Yeah, sucks now. Still looking for an actual job that I want to do, but <laughs> uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. I know that you're making a difference in people's lives right now. I'm trying to. So, um, no wouldn't be too down on yourself. You know, life. Yeah. Life opens up paths as as you're ready for them, and uh, I know. Yeah, that, that's that... also a second. That's also a second reason why I started my blog, so I could help grow like my writing experience. So I could at yeah. least list something on there on like my sure. resume. Sure. 
and it's one of those things where you, you really don't grow in that skill unless you actually do it, you know? Um, yeah. You, know, you, you can't pick up a book and read how to write. You have to actually do it. To, <laughs> yeah, you know? that. And then also the self-discipline it takes sure. to actually sit down, even when you're not feeling like it. And when you're not getting paid for it. Yourself rather than being <laughs> accountable for something like in school. Right, right. This wasn't anything that we had talked about, but it's something I started thinking about as we were sitting here chatting. Uh, as, as far as being a fan in, in of you know, Star Wars or Marvel, I know we're talking about those two in particular tonight with Kaz and Peter Quill. Um, but as far as being a, a, a fan of stuff like that in the current age with you know Twitter and, and all this other stuff, how do you feel like... like like you fit in, you know, how, how do you feel like, you know, you're accepted or you know, that type of thing um, in, in well, today's day and age of being a fan? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll take you back a little bit to yeah. uh, my high school days because back then that was when I first started getting involved in like pop culture and that kind of thing. And no one else was into the same things I was. So I was just, mm. Again, on my own, doing my own thing. It wasn't until many years later that, like, I hopped on Twitter, started talking to people, and slowly began interacting with others like me that liked the same things. Okay. And it wasn't until I really began getting into Star Wars, thanks to um, a friend I've that I have now unfortunately grown apart with, just because our lives are in different ways that originally introduced me to Star Wars that I really started finding people like me and just talking and again, people accept me for who I am for what I am. Well, that's awesome. You know, Twitter gets a bad rap, but sometimes you can find the right people there. <laughs> yeah. Because yes, talk. Yes. Uh, Twitter does have its toxic fandom side, but oh, sure, again, sure. like you said, you find the right group of people. Things are just, I won't say magically better, but definitely improve. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and and to be fair, it's not just Twitter either. You know, yeah, Facebook can be plenty toxic. So can Instagram and TikTok and all of them. You know, they. All... That's also why I limit the social media platforms I'm on. That's a good one, idea. <laughs> one to keep it straight in my head, and two said I only have like a couple platforms for things to blow up on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I have, I have a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and that's about it. And that's about all I'm comfortable with. So. Yeah, well, that, and I'm sure one of, at least one of them, is mainly for this show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Instagram is mainly just for the show. Um, Facebook, I don't use much at all lately anymore. So. Yeah, for me, Facebook is mainly to keep up with family stuff. Twitter yeah, is more much. like for my fan and nerdy side. That's that's about right. Twitter's where I do just about everything else. Facebook is just kind of browsing pictures of family. <laughs> and another rabbit hole to dive down. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, is there anything else you wanted to really touch on with anything that we've talked about, you know? Tying it back into Guardians, or um, how how you how are you enjoying? Uh, let's do this. How are you enjoying um, Moon Knight so far? Uh, it's fun. It's yeah. mainly the last couple episodes. It's like that I really started understanding things because 
like I said before, with school, it takes me longer to understand things. So during the first, like, two, three episodes, I was confused about which personality was which, whereas oh, in yeah. the last okay. couple of episodes, it's become, like, more like, oh, this is Mark, or this is Steven, yeah, and then yeah. um, You're learning that's more, Jake right? over there in the sarcophagus that we're waiting for. <laughs> right, right. Cool, cool. And I, I know your probably favorite MCU character since we're kind of doing MCU is uh, is Loki. Besides him being Tom Hiddleston, why why do you like Loki so much? Uh, probably. Well, it wasn't until his show like that I really started liking him. Oh, really? And that's okay. The, that's mainly because just the vulner, vulnerability he was able to show on that. Okay. And demonstrate. It's basically just like we were able to see a different side of him. There wasn't just like the villain, I want power side. There was also like the more human and relatable. Side. Cool. Well, maybe cool. not necessarily relatable, but well, it's like I could see, I could see it being rela- relatable. I mean, we're not really, you know, we're, we're by not... relatable, I meant like the situation she was thrown into sure. being unrelatable. Sure. sure. Whereas, like him being broken down is like a character. It's like. That's something we can all relate to. It's like situations are overwhelming. What do I do? Going back to Kaz, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and basically just doing whatever you can to survive and taking it day by day. Well, yeah, that that sounds uh, very much like Loki. You know, he's until he met Thanos, he was one to survive, did what he could, and I don't think he. I mean, he. he, he there was always that question, you know, does he have a plan? Does, is he just winging it, you know? Um, yeah, that, and also it's like taking everything life throws at you and then popping right back up and being like, what else you got for me, life? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Because you have to imagine, first he was taken in by family, then he was compared to Thor, and then from that he lost his mother, and then after that we have Thanos. So, yeah, it's like. In a way, I can relate to that, taking everything that's been thrown at me in life, only to have to pop back up, be like, I'm good, let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, is there anything else uh, you wanted to touch on before we wrap it up? Nothing that I can really think of okay. off the top of my head. All right, uh, what are you looking for, for? What's coming up next for you, for Megan, for from an autistic point of view? Or, um, you know, I know we're kind of at the end of April, but one autistic galaxy. Yeah. Well, basically, just um, looking back at what I did this past month, and then hopefully growing it bigger and better for next year, and seeing if I can get more people involved and more people to help with this, even if it's not like promoting it or like talking about it, just helping in different ways behind the scenes. Sure, sure. I think for for the first year, I think it was a I think it was a really good time. I think you did a great job of organizing it. Uh, happy that we could be a part of it for sure. Yeah, because, so definitely looking forward to what it might look like in a year. Yeah, because so. again, when it first started, I had no idea what I was doing, what I wanted from it. I just you knew I wanted to do something, and well, I mean, essentially let the idea lead me, and yeah, followed where it went. Yeah, and I think this is, I think it was a great first year for it, and uh, you know, now you, you have some time to look back on it and see what you did, and see what you like, and see how it can grow and uh, for next year. So that'd be awesome. Yeah. What are you looking forward to in in fan spaces? I know we got uh, 
Obi-Wan coming up. We've got Multiverse of Madness coming up. Uh, lots of stuff yeah, on the slate. Um, and you're going to Celebration, right? Not just Celebration, but I'm also, um, for my birthday, I was lucky enough for my sister to give me a multi-day Disney pass. So it's like, I'm going to use that on May 4th. Cool. And then the only drawback is with that, the party goes till 1 a.m. So... <laughs> Because actually, I'm I have the ticket for that. Then I bought my own ticket for May fourth that day, and so that goes to one a.m. The next okay. day, luckily not till about two, I have to be back at work for a Ugh. couple hours. <laughs> then it's Doctor Strange, and then I have to work the weekend. Oh man! I get some time off through the middle of the month, and then at the end of the month, it picks back up again for celebration. Well, that's uh, it's busy, but in a good way. Oh yeah! So basically, <laughs> if I appear like a zombie anywhere. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I pushed myself to my limit, but in the best way possible. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to uh, turn it back over to you uh, so that you can plug your blog, let them know where to find it at, web, your web address, your Twitter handle, things like that. And then also, um, if, if you could tell everybody one thing about autism, um Give them one thing that you would want them to know. Sure. I'm actually going to do that slightly in reverse. Um, you can do whatever you want. And if you <laughs> want to say two things yeah, or three things, things, then do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, no, the main thing that I want people to know about autism is, yes, it's a spectrum, but it's not just where you are on it. It's also, again, your personality. So it's not just like the hyper-intelligent, the math, the science part. It's also the artistic side, like the singing, the reading, the writing the painting, that kind of thing. So there's more than just one form of autism. And if you want to learn more about that, where you can find me is on WordPress under the name From an Autistic Point of View. And if you want to follow me on Twitter for that, my handle on there is at F-A-A-P-O-V, which stands for my blog, From an Autistic Point of View. That's perfect. Easy to remember. Yep, that's why I chose it. <laughs> uh, I tried to do FACPOV for ours, but I think it was already taken. So. Nope. <laughs> yeah, chances are, if mine had been taken, I probably would have just slapped some sort of number on it at the end. There you go. There you go. That works, too. Well, Megan, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We're, I'm so happy that we could be a part of uh, One Autistic Galaxy. Um, thank you for everything that you have... Uh, said here tonight and clarified and it's definitely given me a new perspective so thank you for that as well and uh can't wait to have you back on the show yeah and thank you again so much for having me this was fun hey doc we better back up we don't have enough roads to get up to 88 roads well we're going we don't need roads Thank you, Megan, for joining us. I really appreciated that. I really loved everything you had to say tonight. Uh, it, it helped me learn some stuff. I hope it helped everyone out there uh, learn some stuff as well. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to episode 125. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you do that. We're on your favorite podcast apps. And if you're on one like Apple Podcasts, it lets you leave a review. Uh, we would appreciate you if you left a review. It helps us get out to more people. It helps us know what you like and what you don't like about the show. And we are continuing our Discord watch parties with Moon Knight. Uh, we're watching episode f 5 already. 
believe it or not, this coming Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern in our Discord server. If you need the link to join us, it's always in the show notes. It's also on our website. Uh, the website is facpov.com. Uh, there you can also find links to everywhere else you can find us on the internet, including our socials, which are Instagram and Twitter, at CertainPOVPod for both of those. Facebook page is From a Certain Point of View. Our email address is CertainPOVPod at gmail.com. And you can leave us a voicemail as well by dialing 724-901-1783. Uh, we would love to get your thoughts and uh, play them on the show. So dial 724 724- 901-1783 and remember we are also part of the Red 5 Network you can find all of the Red 5 Network pods on red5network.com and also follow us on Twitter at Red 5 Network to see everything that's going on uh, with all of our shows you can find me on the internet at the gauze 85 on Twitter and Instagram uh, also on my Disney blog, uh, which is earsgoneby.blog. You can find Josh on the internet at on Twitter at JediJarJar1722. You can also find him on YouTube doing his uh, faith-themed uh, vlog uh, blog there as well. And that's uh, called Live God's Truth. So find him and make sure you drop him a subscribe and hit the bell so you know when he posts new videos there. Well, we uh, I really appreciate you tuning in uh, to the show. We hope Josh feels better and comes back next week. Uh, but remember, until then, everything we told you today was true from a certain point of view.